Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating people and the wisest advisors in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And today, you and I are going to pay homage to that elite core of rugged individuals, the solo entrepreneurs, or as we've now newly called them, the solopreneurs. Uh, these are the people whose brains and sweat and gumption uh, launch their own one-person business. And for you who'd like to follow in these large and risky footsteps, just keep listening and draw a little wisdom that may just spark your own plans or give you some good tools from those who've mastered this tricky, exhilarating art. And it is your own good fortune and mine that today we have joining us our Virgil through the Solopreneurian Depths, a fellow curator of business knowledge, Mr. Jock Howard, a gentleman of sorts, the founder of what I call the Mission Slash Radio Show Trenton 365, which is actually me- meteorically morphed into Civic Engagement Radio, uh, which is successfully bent on uplifting the Garden State's capital city to uh, really its finest and most fascinating potential. And Jacques has done this in so many ways. So whether you are a federal judge of international law like Jennifer, devoted to bringing uh, mutual fairness into disputes while keeping both contenders solvent, or you're a top... uh, real estate uh, consultant like Eric, cogently advising brokers on how to handle our swiftly moving recovery boom. Pull up your chair a little closer. Join our Feast of Wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Jacques, I'm so glad you could break free and join us today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the fertile solopreneurial fields that are rebuilding the face of Trenton. Uh, So let's, let's get right into it. You know how it is. You 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 may have some passion to do something, but at the, uh, to have some great idea. But at the same time, you have an equal passion to pay the rent, get that rent money. So here you are. Here's Jack Howard, who beats his feet all around Trenton, New Jersey, a city that's historically a beehive of businesses that have sprung and are continuing to spring like Mayflowers. Have you got really one? Give us one good example of a person who had an unlikely passion that was able to transform into a a good uh, enterprise. Fantastic. First of all, Bart, thank you, as always, for a couple of minutes um, on your program and to meet and to chat with your listening audience. Our friendship is developing, and I'm very thankful for that, and I appreciate being asked to come on to the program. So thank you again for that. And uh, indeed, I do. Uh, You're welcome. Indeed, I do. Um, His name is Jeff Stewart. He's a Trenton-based filmmaker, and he's a regular guest and contributor to the Trenton 365 show, sharing all things about filmmaking. And he is a part of a diverse group of people in Trenton who believe art is a way to improve Trenton and to move the city forward. He has been recognized by Amazon, Draft House Films, and various film Mm. festivals throughout the nation and I encourage your audience to check him out at ABT Alpha David Paul Films on Facebook. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, I think that is something that art is a way of knowing. It is an epistemology. And I think that very 
idea of seeing pe- seeing things and gaining knowledge through that particular avenue draws the folks together. All right, and with that brief and tempting notch of today's piece of wisdom, now allow me to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils uh, for furthering the feast. First utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, please allow me to ask, Will this be the day that you clean up the filter on your information? Listening to the empty calories of meaningless news and commentary and change over to sources that are really going to enrich you personally? Or will you allow your precious time to be squandered by those who are popular enticing but doing you no darn good? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, ah, you need to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Here's number eight. Here's a, Yeah, all right. Here's number eight. It, it always impresses me how swiftly success loses its value when it passes from my hands into somebody else's. <laughs> Jacques, have you ever felt that? Uh, yes, I have, Bart. Indeed, I have. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it happens to us all. I think what happens? Yeah, we we don't have enough. Uh, we none of us ever has enough self praise in our lives. But you know, as, as an afterthought, really, each of us knows how much personal sweat it it took to get uh, to achieve our triumph. But when you see that other guy up there on the podium taking bows, it's, it is hard to remember that he very probably put in a similar amount of labor to stand uh, there and get the applause he's getting. Perspective, my friend. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, which is going to give you an entire arsenal and make you the agile-tongued, green-eyed envy of all the chain gang at work. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should appropriately entitle this the success slurping spoon, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. Now, that is, who is the, what is the name of the author who said, if you can face triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, yours is the world and all that is in it. They were spoken by none other than the insightful poet and author Rudyard Kipling, who summed up the art of character better than any homo sapiens I've ever known in his poem, If from whom these lines were taken, please read it. And later on in the show, Blurting Your Way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scroll that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So with utensils in hand, let's get some more takeaway practical success from Jacques Howard, uh, who knows the solopreneurs of the Garden State's capital, Trenton, and all its surrounding burgs. Jacques, uh, 
Now, we all know that that not every uh, creative craving, shall we say, is a moneymaker. When I was young, I had an immense craving to chase after smart, uh, good-looking ladies, a venture which held neither cash or success for me. So uh, do you have any tips for for these the idea of rich person out there who's listening and wants to identify some sort of solopreneurial skill? <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for being candid. That, that's pretty interesting, um, knowing of some of the <laughs> interests that you had as a young person. And I have to say that I'm sure you are not alone. Um, but, of course, I do. Um, one of the, one, number one, and I'm going to give you two. One is research and consider the importance of the global marketplace and the connectivity okay. of most people and what they have via the mobile devices that they carry in their possession. Most of us, like myself, 80 or 90% of the walking and breathing time. Uh, number two right. is partnering. And uh, there's no need for everything to be done in-house anymore. I actually believe right. thinking that way creates an added expense to any corporation, organization, or business's bottom line for various reasons, such as taking up real estate space, training costs, benefits, etc. Consider partnering um, with an outside agency to handle uh, some particular uh, task that they may be much better at and something that you won't have to learn. Actually, that's, I think that's really good because is not also in the in the very act of partnering, you're marketing, you're advertising, you're spreading the word about what you do and, and making other people your spokesman, right? Absolutely. And in addition to that, you, you're working on building a larger locally based economy, a different marketplace. Um, for example, if I need to have something printed and I can go to a local right. printer, there's a good chance that that local printer is therefore going to spend their money or their resources locally as well. So then that gives me an opportunity to maybe not have to go out of the local economy to buy food, to have lunch, or to have a meeting because there's more money being circulated and generated around locally. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's early in the show, but I would like to say that Jock has just given us a quill pen moment, a uh, timeless business truth that if you work within your community, you serve your community, and they will indeed serve you bread upon the water. So I'd like you to take out your quill pen, dip it in the inkwell, and jot that down and stick it on your bulletin board and remember it. Thank you very much, Jock. Uh, I, you know, it's it's funny you mention that because it, it, I think one of the the greatest solo entrepreneurs' uh, pitfalls is is to just disappear into her basement to, to labor over creating some perfect perfect product or service and hope the world's going to beat a path to your door, and uh, that, that's not going to happen. I, I bet I bet you know one, at least one or a hundred uh, people who have. Got uh, given some good initial client uh, corralling. You got any good stories about someone who's done that particularly well? Hmm. So let me think about that. Um, I think we would be here for a long time going through several examples. <laughs> um, but 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 I think the the main thing is to try a lot of different things. I think um, the hmm. saying paralysis by analysis is all too true. Try a bunch of different things. Throw them to the wall. I mean, if, and if something sticks and it sticks today, run with it. If it 
falls and doesn't stick, then go to something else. And I think that that is a, much more of a, a global mindset for a lot of a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, solo, solopreneurs. And I think more people should try that. Just try a bunch of different things and see what works. I always I like that. It's uh, Denise Morrison, who uh, is head of a company down the road uh, in Camden called Campbell Soup. She she always says, keep firing bullets as many as you can until you discover one of them that's a cannonball. Then get behind that one. Which is you're, you're really saying uh, very similar. But but the the trick is, of course, to keep on firing, and that's uh, that's what people have to be doing. Uh, now. Uh, you, Along the uh, the firing line, as as uh, I know that both you and I believe that uh, one of the the bullets to keep firing is to take your entrepreneurial talent and volunteer it before a high profile appreciative audience. And uh, this is something that 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 shows you as a person benefiting the community. I bet you have a few examples of that uh, right on hand, right? Mm, I do, absolutely. And uh, I, I want to go back to my previous mention of the importance of sure. doing your research. Um, I believe mm, that okay. oftentimes we don't know our neighborhoods. We don't know our neighbor. We don't know our local businesses. We don't know our political representatives or our um, small business organizations in, in our particular neighborhood, city, or region. And uh, I think that that should be a more of an area of focus. And uh, in addition to that, you know, just if you know your neighborhood and you know your audience, then I think that everything kind of falls into place. And if this is too difficult for some people for whatever reason, then get creative and create your own audience. Um, using technology, we have access to the world, and we can easily find like-minded people. And I think that it's it, oftentimes just the simple communication of contacting those people is enough to get things started, to get the ball moving. So um, that's what I would say. Do your research. Know your local community uh, any way that you can. And if that's too difficult, then drill down on yourself, know yourself, and find out what you're passionate about and create your own marketplace. You know, it's a very good idea. Because I, I think what you're saying, Jock, is, and I, I like this point, is that your community does not have to be the people in immediate proximity living, dwelling, and working right beside you. Your community uh, in this day and age may be based on interest, may, may be based on uh, common products or common usage or common beliefs. It's. Uh, I think there's a, there's a great uh, upset today that people don't know their neighbors. They don't know the person living next door. And you're right. You're you're a fool if you don't reach out to those people because they're right there. But I think a lot of us tend to get very caught up in in other com uh, interest based communities. And this is not a bad thing, just as a way to live, but also as a way to do business. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. And um, and I think the more effort that we put into um, knowing ourselves, knowing our local community, and being engaged, uh, the better we're all going to be. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear you say it. If you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this episode and others 
by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And I know that one of the, the too often missed success paths uh, is uh, you had mentioned this about dealing with organizations, but it's also uh, possible to get like-minded people, other and, and I mean even like-minded business people together. And you had mentioned that the arts did this uh, in Trenton, and I, I know they have. They've done a stellar job of this. Tell, could you give us an example or, or tell us a little bit about what the uh, how the arts are uniting and benefiting themselves and the community by by uniting in Trenton? How's that doing? How's that working? Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, in, in many post-industrial cities like Trenton, scattered throughout our wonderful nation, it is, a, it is common for art, artists to migrate to these areas. They have a rich history, a strong infrastructure, generally low cost, etc. So in Trenton, we are seeing many partnerships where individual artists and organizations like Will Casso's Sage Coalition uh, and uh, aerosol artist Leon Rainbow and filmmaker Will Foskey are partnering with individual businesses, individuals themselves, and organizations like Artworks Trenton and are partnering with the city government on beautification projects, um, handling educational projects, working with schools, and uh, even with Trenton 365, like with library boxes of Trenton and documenting um, uh, a forthcoming project about what it, what it means to be a community organizer in a post-industrial city like what I'm doing here in Trenton. I, it, it really is true. There are, uh, in, in the post-industrial cities or cities that have gone under great disruption, a magnificent chance for art to come in and flourish. When I was in Berlin, I noticed that the old part of East Berlin has become the great wide artist colony because all the industry that was, that was uh, generating along in West Berlin uh, has jacked the rates up. There's a lot of small individual um, places available in, in the old East Berlin, and now that section of Berlin has become quite the artistic haven and gallery. And this kind of thing is occurring in, in Trenton, isn't it, within the arts? I mean, with the the, the library boxes and, and the artists are having shows frequently, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Um, the art scene here in Trenton is just absolutely amazing. And when I say art, I mean literally um, everything that you can imagine from performing arts covering multiple genres like hip-hop, punk, uh, reggae, hardcore, metal, jazz, classical, all those things are taking place here in the city. In addition to that, there's visual arts projects that are taking place, visual um, um, community murals, um, public art items like the library boxes of Trenton where um, over a dozen artists came together, were paid um, to create these uh, um, individual newspaper bo or library boxes where free books are distributed. Uh, in addition to that, there's filmmakers here. We've got an amazing group of photographers who get together and do photo walks and take pictures of, uh -huh. of different themed things. There's just so much happening regarding the art scene. And then if you even consider the natural landscape, I mean, the city of Trenton, like most post-industrial cities, was, was built and developed on um, strategically located on bodies of water. 
So we've got an, an amazing source of, of nature that is also being wrapped into the whole art scene here with uh, community gardens and horticulture, et cetera. Wow. So uh, there's a lot going on, but it's it's all sparked by individual to individual. It uh, it only takes one person to start a revolution or a business or both. And uh, so right now, I am sure that your mind, like mine, is filling up with a large ledger full of uh, really courageous uh, solopreneurial strategies. So let us take time, my friend, uh, uh, take a brief sorbet from this wise feast, and allow me to introduce you to the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among uh, other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And Prometheus Publishing would like to invite you to look at one of its books, Skyrocket Your Business in 30 Days, by the very clever and very practical Helen Burton. it, it's, it's a great little volume, or actually it's a great uh, high volume. Uh, Helen takes you, uh, or any would-be solopreneur, from the, the wistful dream that's been pondered over on the cup of morning coffee all the way through, and, and without any jargon, step-by-step, nudges your lifelong dream along into a tangible enterprise. And like any good entrepreneurial guide it offers you pathways but it still allows your individual mind and venture to spark off on its own accord so if you've got the dream in your heart just direct your feet to bartsbooks.com that's b-a-r-t-s-b-o-o-k-s.com and get your copy of skyrocket your business in 30 days and uh while you're clicking your busy little pulsating fingers at bartsbooks.com don't forget to click on that little blue mailbox and give yourself the gift of uh, free weekly quips winging your way um, because, after all, all of us could use a little more laughter. And speaking of magical, witty examples uh, that fire little gray cells with thoughts to ponder or ponderous thoughts or something, I don't know. Anyway, let's bring your bring your entrepreneurial cravings back uh, to the wise words of... Uh, Civic Engagement Radio host Jacques Howard, and as we follow one-person businesses uh, who have been doing it masterfully, Jacques, we at this point we come to the matter of money, uh, that blessed sap of business. Now it, it may take cash to, to to make cash. We all know that, and the odds are that. Uh, Unless you live in uh, Trenton and Central Jersey, who is fortunate enough to have Herb Ames First Choice Bank, which particularly caters to entrepreneurs, you're probably not going to be able to walk in and uh, seize cash with any great advantage. Uh, And yet you talk about taking a global spread and reaching out to others. Is is there some alliance here that uh, that you've seen people generate funds from this kind of a deal? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, The World Wide Web, the Internet, is offering many opportunities for individuals and organizations to find funding through crowdsourcing or crowdfunding. And um, this is something that I have been a part of uh, for Community Garden that I started with uh, Bethany House of Hospitality here in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, And I've seen several of my friends who are artists and filmmakers especially and bands um, come up with ways to uh, finance their tours, to finance um, uh, recordings. Uh, I have to mention Scott Tixier, 
um, who is a phenomenal jazz violinist who recently released an album um, where he did a lot of his funding from that. So um, I will be doing something very similar through one of those um, entities as I document my life as a community organizer and then shop it around um, with the idea of, hey, individuals can do this work ourselves and um, showcase how people can copy what I've done or learn from what I've done so that we can build a better community for everyone. So simply put, doing an Internet search for crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, um, I'm sure you would find hundreds of thousands of different examples of how uh, entities and individuals, large and small, have come up with ways to find financing from like-minded people and good-willing people who want to see these initiatives and things move forward. Let's drill down on that for just a second because I think it's really very important. Uh, now, I, I, let's say uh, I am... I've got a band, uh, the, the four of us, and we have, uh, as, as so often happens, uh, a much better chance of touring abroad and making some money abroad than we do here. So we're going to uh, we're going to take our latest band and we are going to hit Tokyo, which has actually uh, offered us a, some places that have offered us a few venues. This is all wonderful, and but we don't we don't have the cash. Um, Give me a couple. What uh, I have a few thoughts. You give me first some thoughts about. Okay, I, I go to I, I click on crowdfunding, look up the stuff. A few tips. Where? Uh, how do I hone it down? Let's. And how do I present something that's going to get people to kick in? Mm. Okay, so crowdfunding is a particular site. So there's uh, several. I mean, just a couple off the top of my head. You've got crowdfunding. dot com, or excuse me, crowdfunder. dot com, GoFundMe. Equity Net, right. um, Kickstarter, which is one of the ones that I've used, Indiegogo. Um, all of these have right. – uh, they're a little different in some capacity. But generally what happens is, is you tell your story, and um, you tell your story the best way that you can. Um, oftentimes people tell their story with a short video clip, um, you know, less than a couple of minutes, and then those individual sites help promote what you're doing and share it. And then um, generally what happens is you give something special back, like like a gift or some sort of an appreciation when your project is funded. So, for example, with the community garden that I did with the Bethany House of Hospitality, what we did is um, depending on what level of, of people's participation, we gave them some seeds, uh, we gave them an, an acknowledgement letter uh, and maybe an individual piece of artwork. They had the opportunity to name one of the raised garden beds, et cetera. So it's, it, it ties in the creativity of each individual and each project, and they're helping you do it. And generally they take a very small percentage um, you know, for, for doing that, that work for you. I think that's a very good point, and I like the way you told about offering something and the kind of thing. There's a wide range that you can offer. I, I, the other day I saw a bookstore uh, that uh, instead of offering, uh, as one of its offerings, said that they would have uh, Joe, one of their people who had been an actor, come off and, and do your phone message for you in a way that only he could. Uh, it doesn't have to be quite connected. It can be fun. And the other thing that I have heard said over and over again is that make sure you have levels of contribution and that you have a special pitch for the high end because there are a lot more people with uh, with high interest who are willing to put more money in than you may just think uh, 
that there are. So great, I I really appreciate that uh, you're bringing, giving us some good solid ways we can do that. And I'd like to go to something, uh, Jacques, to which you introduced me uh, the other day as an example of uh, a potential solopreneurism, and. So here I am down on, on, on heading into Trenton because uh Jacques has introduced me to the uh the library boxes that he has started now that four of Trenton's libraries have gone under. Trenton is a city that makes my friends, so they are ma- so under Jacques' uh creative direction, they are setting up library boxes all over the cities. We at the Art of the CEO have very much loved this our belief and with our belief in literacy we're we're sponsoring this. But I'm going down there, and he takes me to this championship bar and grill, which is all lovely. Uh, it's a great place. But then you step in there, and you see this array of, of only what I can call bicycles on stilts, the, these small wheels and these huge high things that are an array. Uh, it's, it's, so here you have an outburst of some bizarre talent both in the making and the writing, I might add. Nothing's easy about it. And uh, uh, this could be turned in, into some sort of uh, cash and richer for the owner, couldn't it, in, in some way, John? Oh, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, it already is. Um, you know, oh. a, a missed opportunity that I believe we have is um, recognizing our social capital. And um, that's something that I have. I have a lot of social capital here in the region because of my radio and television access, as well as being a community organizer and being a part of several nonprofit organizations, et cetera, that are working to build a better community for the city of Trenton. So when I say it's already happening, uh, Championship, or better known as Champs, uh, is a local bar. And they don't serve food anymore, but it's a local bar, and it's also a performing arts venue. They have national, regional, and some international touring acts that stop here on a regular basis, and they have live music, generally six, seven nights a week. My relationship with them as uh, working as a community organizer and introducing several of my projects to Champs has now helped to make Champs more of a community center as opposed to just a bar or a nightclub. So that's why I partnered with them for several block parties um, to uh, share information, partnered with the Library Boxes of Trenton Initiative. Um, they're one of the locations where you can drop off and pick up as many books and magazines and, and other periodicals as you'd like. And they also have a bevy of other events that take place there, like Art Making Night. Um, there are bike mo- bicycle modifications that are taking place there. Um, we're partnering with uh, some other organizations, and we're working on having a skate park built close to the neighborhood because several of the people who live above Champs um, are also into the bicycling and BMX culture. So Capital City Rollers and Capital City Skate Park are working with the city of Trenton and other entities to adopt um, a piece of vacant land close by to turn that into a skate park, um, something that can be used for events and to introduce some more recreational opportunities for the children who are in Trenton. And all of this is done through champs. Um, I know it's an unlikely place when people think of a bar or a liquor store partnering for literacy efforts and bicycling and recreation things, but Nikki Nailbaum and Drew Glenn uh, have done a fantastic job of working with owner Hank Ransom to um, 
open up their doors to partner with me, a local guy um, from the neighborhood, and to um, bring these different things together so that we can try to say we're more like each other than we are dislike, and then we can build a better community that way. I think that's wonderful, Chuck. It, it, I'm so glad to hear it. That uh, and remember that all business is personal. We are not. Do not go for the shark fin soup uh, approach to business. That is, if he, here is a guy who is a computer programmer, so that's all he does. There is a whole person behind every single computer programmer and every single worker in any particular field. And here, uh, the goal is to have that blossom and have it go forth in all its wonderful homo sapien splendor. Jock, uh, we I love to go on for about another three hours, but uh, alas, uh, people are, are starting to bang on the door here. So, uh, Jock, I just uh, wonder if you could tell me one uh, one quick thing. If I have some bright betterment idea for anything, or if I want to get in touch and, and just listen to Civic Engagement Radio, tell us how we can get in touch with you and listen to the show. Sure. So I can be found um, through all different social media platforms. Um, you can just do an internet search for my name, J-A-C-Q-U-E, Howard, so that's Jacques, like Cousteau, but without the last name Howard, traditional spelling. You can also search for Trenton, like the city, T-R-E-N-T-O-N, and the numbers 365, like 365 days of the year. Um, you can always send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. And uh, I'm usually, since this is really an individual effort, uh, I am a little slow sometimes to getting back to you, but I will get back to you if you're just patient. And uh, just let me know that you heard of this or heard of me through Bart Jackson and Block Talk Radio, et cetera, and uh, we'll see what we can do. And uh, simply put, I'd like to tell folks, um, if you don't ask, then the answer is always no. And if you're willing to partner with me, um, I'm willing to partner with you. And we have the ability to do a lot. And, again, we can build a better community for everyone if we all just come together and share some uh, information and um, treat each other with mutual respect, preferably sit down over food and drinks, and I can guarantee we're going to have a great time. That's wonderful. That's how the 5,000 were fed. Jock, thanks so much for coming on our show, and we've got to have you back, but uh, today this is all we have time for, and again, thanks so much for coming. It's been great to have you here. Thank you very much, Bart. And today, as we we round out uh, our feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said, You know, sometimes it's better to be kind than to be clever. And as a hint, this innovative genius who oversees, among other ventures, the globe's largest bookstore, truly knows the difference between value and price. And remember, if you know the name of that author, the author of this quote, just scribble it down as you believe him or her to be and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com to win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words, in the words of my wife's husband, one of the things I've always enjoyed about business is that it affords proud people, like you and me, something good to take pride in. 
And to you who have been gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Jock and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.